Yeah, yeah, what's good, pimps and players, and welcome to our fourth episode, The Highs and Lows of Bipolar, with our good friend Dom. How you Yo. doing today, my man? I'm all good. Well, I say I'm all good, man. I'm pretty, pretty tired today. Didn't I've been sleeping very well recently, so... No. Uh, yeah, my sleeping pattern's all over the shop, so not not really like, you know, buzzing like normal, but I'm good, I'm good. good. Yeah. Yeah, I've man. kept him awake. We've yeah. kept him awake. Kept wrap this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. But uh, yeah, so um, better say Happy New Year, actually, because this, this, uh, this comes out on the 1st of January, so... 2020. Happy, happy, yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy to... Do you... What? <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, yeah, 220. 220. 2020, you know what I'm saying? 220. He got them 2020s. Nah, they 19s, they 19s. Oh, right. There's going to be a fun one. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Tom, if you could, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Start us off, really, sort of tell us about. You tell me what you want to know about me, this same old G. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess the show's about bipolar, so, um, I mean, I. I don't know that much about bipolar. Mm, I've had depression, but it's nowhere close to bipolar. But it'd just be yeah. interesting to hear a little um, insight, really. Sure, sure. Well, first of all, let me just start off by saying you get a lot of people go, oh, I think I'm a bit bipolar. Mm. Or, um, oh, I think I've got bipolar. And trust me. You haven't. You do not want to have bipolar disorder. Relates to people who say, like, oh, I've got OCD. Yeah. But they haven't got, you haven't got obsessive yeah. compulsive disorder. Oh, I've got depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a illness which I'm going to battle all my life mm. and uh, all my adult life I've battled it and I hate it, I hate mm. it. Uh, mm. A lot of people who have the condition, they, people say, you know, would you, if you had the choice to have bipolar or not, would you, would you um, not have it? And a lot of people say they would have it because they enjoy the highs. Mm. See, the highs are great, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know people take their drugs and stuff, mm. but... When you're in a manic episode, mm. it, it's the best feeling. Mm. You know, you can go days without sleep, your energy's up, yeah. your, your sex drive is good. Yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just call me up later. Uh, yeah, it's but without, all, but you, you know, and you're just creative. Heart, You've got all these ideas. You think you can do everything. You start spending loads of money, and then it just hits you, and you go into that low, and you just think, ooh, I just did that. Yeah. Mm. So... It's, uh, yeah, I mean, psychiatrists, doctors are reluctant to diagnose it because once you've got it, you can't get rid of it. Mm. And it is a condition which takes a lot of effort, mm, a yeah. lot of self-care, a lot of um, care from doctors, psychiatrists, nurses, um, in my case, blood tests, and a lot of therapy because mm. it, it needs it. And mm. it's difficult. It's difficult because some days, like... You know, I'm like on top of the world. Yes. And then some days I just can't, can't bring myself to get out of bed. bed yeah. um, and it's no exaggeration, but it is, it's a condition which is just not good. Um, I mean, there's lots of mental health um, conditions, illnesses that, are, um, you know, been, people are diagnosed with schizophrenia, OCD, depression, anxiety. The things with bipolar is, is that it actually kind of encompasses all of all those, those things. All yeah. of those things. So I've experienced a lot, and it's horrible, horrible. I mean, I remember being young. I mean, I was diagnosed at 18, had my first breakdown at 16, and I remember like when I had it first, and I was in this hospital, and I just wouldn't go to sleep. I was just scared to go to sleep because I thought I was going to die. 
and for days and days I was just up and I was just like what's going on but I just couldn't sleep and then the sleep deprivation kicks in sleep deprivation kicks in and you go the opposite way so yeah I mean I'm not saying everybody has the same experience as me but uh, you know I have a pretty good understanding of it I've I've lived with it my whole life and uh, yeah, it's like, you know, I've battled it. The, the one thing that I battled the most is my weight. I mean, I lost four stone this summer, did really well. And then literally like a trigger, something in my head just went, just eat that donut. <laughs> and then when you had one. Eat that donut. <laughs> eat that donut. <laughs> and then I ate the donut, then the Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah. came back. Man, I was just... Yeah. And or, it's order just, an Uber Eats yeah. every day. Yeah, the Uber Eats. Johnny, I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. Stop me. Yeah, and, and, and it just went back and I've put most of it back on, mm-hmm. you know. So even though here I've got this strawberry rhubarb, posh pub, posh pub. Breakfast Orchard, local company. Breakfast Orchard, local company, thank you. Um... It, it is it's soul destroying because you know your confidence goes like one minute you're really happy and then the next minute you're just really like got no hope whatsoever mm. and I think that for someone who doesn't who isn't or knows nothing about it yeah to experience because I've seen I've seen you at your highest highs yeah 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 but I've never seen you when you're in that real lowness yeah 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 um, and this might be quite a weird thing for me to say but because you, you do, love me oh, of course I love oh, you wow. oh we both, we both baby love, oh damn <laughs> pop go the weasel <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think without because you do uh, so you do a lot of singing on stages yeah. everywhere yeah. and I think and you might agree or disagree with me, but yeah. I think without your bipolar, yeah. I don't know if you'd have that sort of same... Persona. Yeah. Persona. The personality on stage. Do you know what? Like, it's, it's interesting you say it, but I think, no, this is who I am. Like, I've been a, I've been a joker since day one. Yeah. You know? Like, when I was a kid, I remember me and this kid were mucking about in the playground and uh, he was flinging me round, I was flinging him round, he flung me round and I flew in the air and I broke my arm and I was like, Miss, Miss, I broke my arm. And she's like, Dominic, get up and get in. And I was like, no, I broke my arm. And she wouldn't believe me because I was such a joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had yeah. actually broken my arm. So I was renowned for like yeah. my comedy and you know, just being Check that happy-go-lucky yeah. guys and, and being really hyperactive. So for me, the whole, would it make me a different person? No. no. I think what it does is it just- Personified. It personifies, yeah. it emphasizes mm who I am already mm. so those highs are high and those lows are real low mm. do you think it makes it harder for you then to sort of differentiate n- not even that but when you're with sort of your sort of it, like not your old mates because they obviously understand your highs and lows yeah. but sort of new mates when you sort of real hit that low and they sort of they see you like that or mm. like, do, do you find do you find that difficult or because like with me with my anxiety frankly I couldn't care less if you like if you like me because of my anxiety or not that's who I am as a person are you sort of similar to that or is it sort of very you know what like I mean I've grown up with it uh, so for me like you said earlier it is it's like um, it's second nature it is what it is you know I uh, I've lived with it I've dealt with it I manage it I sometimes hate it and you know for me it's like second nature to talk about it so to Mm. me it doesn't matter if people have got a problem with it that's their issue Uh, for me it is just uh, 
you know, is what it is. I mean, it's in, you know, it's really good. Don't get me wrong, right? This is my thing right now. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's great that people are talking about mental health. Yeah. But if you think about it, right, everything that happens in your life all starts to manifest in the mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. So why is it that the mind is the last thing as people that we look after? Mm. It should be the (laughs) first. It should be the first. You know, we should all think about what's on our mind before anything. You know, if you're in a good state of mind, you make good decisions. You're in a bad state of mind, possible bad decision. So why does it take that time? Because, uh, let's be honest about it, it's not attractive, Mm. yeah? Mm. It's attractive to go to the gym, get a personal trainer, get a six-pack, you know, get some fake boobies. Mm. (laughs) You know, or, you know, get your hair done, or have a beard, or, you know, buy shoes. But people ain't going to go, oh, did you go down to the psychiatrist today? Yeah, man, that was wicked. I had a well good session. You know, ain't going to happen, is no, it? No, It's not going to happen because no. it's not got that appeal to it. And people... Um, <clears throat> Attracted so, to looks probably more so than somebody... Absolutely. Somebody who's beautiful but maybe is... I don't know how to put it. Yeah, a, a, a healthy mind isn't maybe as attractive as a healthy body. No, no. Yeah. No. Um, and why that is, I don't know, but it's probably through many generations of having the same thought process. But Thought process, definitely. Mm. It's just the way that... The media glamorizes, um, you know, modern, modern day living, modern lifestyles. You know? yeah. mm. I think, <coughs> I think that is the, uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think for me because, and I think you're sort of the same as well. Us now, our mind has to come before anything else, and that includes relationships, friendships, any sort of thing in our lives. Because yeah. if we're if my mind's not in the right place, then nine times out of ten I can't do anything because I'm th- I'm thinking about my mind. If that makes sense. Mm. Oh, Kelly, mm. my mind is telling me no. My body, my body is telling me yes. I don't want to hurt no. Well, you did hurt somebody, didn't you? Ah, oh, Kelly, you ruined my dreams, didn't you? Growing up. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to get that in there, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I used to say to myself, like, you know, you see all, like, these, like, people, and you think, like, you never see black people, like, doing the whole, like, you know. And then R. Kelly, man, ruins it for me. Throw it, throw it away. It throw just ruined it. Away. Just yeah. ruined it. Anyway, go back to bipolar. What do you want to know? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let me, let me explain it. So, bipolar disorder, by definition, is the modern term for uh, manic depression. Mm. Manic depression is a disorder, illness, condition, which is governed by two states, two polar opposites, Mm -hmm. so ups and downs, highs and lows, uh, manic state, depressive state. Mm. Uh, There's different types of it. I have what's called bipolar type 1, which is um, more highs than lows. So Mm. me, I'll have points where I'll go very, very... At at wider ends of the scale, yeah. Very, very high. Yeah. And then I'll crash very low. Mm. But there's types where it's called rapid cycling, where it's like interchanging. It's very quick, yeah. yeah. And so on. Um, as I said, psychiatrists, doctors, they're very um, reluctant to diagnose it mm. because it is a lifelong condition. Mm. Mm. In my case, I need to take medication, uh, which I've been on since I was 16. Mm. And it's horrible because I used to be like 12 stone. Mm. Yeah, I used to be slim, fit, 
I mean, I'm still good looking, but mm, yeah. 100%. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> just have like a little advert come up there with my number. Yes. Hit me up. Can I, me up. Can yeah, you do we'll, that? We'll get that on the swipe me, up. We'll get that, that on the swipe IGTV. Up. Swipe up. Do the swipe up number. on that. Yeah, for my number. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a great. It's uh, <clears throat> it's great that it got diagnosed because I've learned how to manage it. Mm. However, even though I manage it, there's still times where you have what's called triggers. So, yeah. you know, like with anxiety and depression, things can happen. And then all of a sudden your mindset changes. And mm. that's the thing with bipolar is that there's so many factors that can affect it. Um, a lot of it with, with me in the first instance when I had my first breakdown was down to too much stress. I had mm. too much going on, yeah. too much to cope with. And at the time I didn't know how to talk. Was that when it. you were 16, did you say, sorry? This is when oh, okay. I was 16, yeah. Um, so I just, you know, turned into a, you know, what's the word, teenager with hormones, mm. you know, mm. getting into girls, you know, yeah. playing football, playing cricket, yeah. doing well at school, and then just too much stress because, I mean, who wants to do exams anyway? Yeah. But, you know, this coursework was so intense, yeah. I couldn't keep up with it, stop sleeping, and that's the thing, sleep de deprivation oh, is a massive, yeah, 100%. massive one. So can onset so many different things, because yeah. sleep is so, so definitely, key. definitely. You know, it's times where it's just been like, you're in the room, but it's like, have I been in this room? Am I actually part of this? What's going on? Who are these people? Trippy stuff, you know? Mm. So um, I spent the next four years in and out of um, psychiatric wards uh, for children, adolescent units, um, being probed and questioned nonstop about everything, you know, from my mental health to my physical to my sexual to my my habits to what I watch to what I eat everything you know mm. you know they have to psycho you really have to assess everything have to yeah, yeah. psychoanalyze because like I said they don't you know they even though I had the breakdown at 16 my psychiatrist was reluctant to actually diagnose me until I was at 18. that age yeah. yeah yeah didn't want to give it to me because once you got it surely that would have been more damaging at 16 than 18 am I right oh saying? massive yeah. yeah I mean a lot of people don't know this, but when I was 16, I was put onto an adult ward, which was illegal. Yes. And I shouldn't have been uh, sectioned at that age. And unfortunately, because of the drugs they gave me, that's why, you know, it's like once you open that door. Pandora's box, yeah. That's it. You're mm. in, you're into another dimension. Yeah. And it's like, so you said there I? could have been maybe more of a prevention rather than a cure Absolutely. at that point in your, I think in so, your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, again, it goes back to talking is that the right questions weren't asked. Mm. There was yeah. no one there who understood me, supported me. And no one there who looked at me and said, Do you know what, this guy has got talent. He's got skills. Mm. They were looking at me as an individual who is was like... damaged or is broken damaged. as yeah. such, yeah. You know, so... Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Also, can we just touch on Infinity Movement, if you sure. don't mind talking about that? Yeah, and yeah, what, yeah Why sure. you started that and what you hope to... Uh, sure. What you envision for it? Yeah, well, uh, it's been a slow burner, really, because, mm. um, you know, the Infinity Movement came about by, uh, I guess, like, chit-chatting that, you know, you start talking and mm. realising more and more people are affected. Mm. And for me, being a musician, I didn't have a support network. And the only person who really kind of understood me was my uh, designer, my graphics designer, Alex Pye. Mm. And uh, we'd talk a lot on the phone, like, because, you know, I'm very old school when it comes to my, um, my way of working. Like, I'd rather talk to people rather than face messaging. Face to face, yeah. No yeah, emails. So yeah. We'd, we'd always talk on the phone. And I said to him, look, you know, I've done all this work and I think, like, I need, like, a support network. So there's a lot of people who are close to me, like... 
uh, my uh, sports therapist Janine Lilly, uh, Fiona McNabb, who's my sports um, trainer, and they're all part of the Infinity Movement. So really, all it is is just it's just an my arm just so your, out of there. So your bicep just popping? I think popping. <laughs> I think that was my bicep be popping. I'd be popping on the bicep. You know what I'm saying? Popping, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was just, you know, the, invi- the vision of Infinity is to get people who work in business who are either self-employed mm. or in small groups who need a network mm. of yeah. people who understand because uh, that's all it is and really it's like I said going back to it is that mental health um, should really be out there amongst everybody everywhere yeah. you know every day I think now like they're starting to in, in, integrate um, meditation into mm-hmm. uh, children's um, you know time and stuff routines, so yeah. you know yeah. all of that is really good mm. going back a little bit to yeah. relationships yeah hard uh, yeah hard yeah <clears throat> friendships <coughs> <laughs> to the paramedic <laughs> I'm not dying just yet uh, <laughs> I think it's the same with any mental illness but probably as we said personified with yeah. bipolar because when yeah. you're depressed and in a relationship you, you you know most people who are depressed are at a steady level of depression yeah. whereas you you, you can, you can give a lot to somebody like yeah. be the best boyfriend ever not saying you are when you're on your low but yeah. you, you can give all these things and then suddenly you might not want to see them for yeah. two weeks because you're like I'm dealing with my shit yeah. can you leave me alone yeah. and that, that is not good for anyone obviously yeah. you know well, dealing actually, with that high and low yeah. is very difficult yeah. well I was a um, fitness instructor um, believe it or not <laughs> jeez uh, jeez <laughs> I was a fitness instructor back in 2009, I think. Yeah. And um, I had this girl, me and her, we got together, right? So she knew me from the gym and she knew me as this really exciting guy. Buffting. Buffting. <laughs> Buffting, you know. Um, and then she came out to my flat first time and I sat there and she was like, you're a different person. Saw the whips and She actually said, you are a completely different person. <laughs> yeah. And I said, because I've got bipolar disorder. And she, she didn't know what it was. Mm. She kept trying to understand it, but she didn't know. It. And yeah, that was a real, wasn't a deal breaker, but I should have just knocked it on the head there because mm. for the rest of the relationship, all she did was grind me down because the thing is with bipolar is that I'm, I'm forever, me, I'm mm. forever trying to contain a person mm. yeah. that I don't want to let out. No. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've got someone inside me who wants to come out and start chatting shit and mm. starting to do stuff to be negative aggravate situations yeah, yeah so it is difficult and for that reason you know I've been single a while now because I've I've just found that being in a relationship is very hard especially being uh, you right there with that yeah. uh, being a professional <laughs> singer it's a tough one yeah it's a tough one because I'm the persona of the the performer the soul man mm. I'm me and then I'm the guy who's got the condition. It's mm. like at the moment, mm. you know, I thought I'd try dating mm. again, like Tinder and Bumble. Maybe put my number up there. Yeah. <laughs> Little link to his Bumble account. <laughs> 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 connect, connect. Uh, but it's like, at what point do I tell these girls that I've got this condition? Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? When yeah, because you don't want to go first date, oh, by the way, I've got bipolar. Yeah, exactly. And then you don't want to leave it till the 10th date and go, oh, by the way, I've got bipolar. Exactly. Because I think... It's, a, it's, it's, it's either going to be too soon to let her really to let yourself give her a yeah. chance because yeah. you, may, you might not know, you might think that that will put her off on the first chance but maybe yeah. if you told her three or four dates down the line she's got to know you already yeah. and then it's maybe easier to accept sounds wrong but 
she, she'd be a little less shocked or, yeah. or she might be able to yeah. understand it a bit more because now she knows you as a person already absolutely but then yeah if you leave it too long then it's like oh well hold on why did you not tell me earlier yeah. and it is that complete like where do you sip it in exactly exactly I actually um, was chatting to a girl then I told her and then she just cut me off mm. Mm. and it is that it, is, it, is it, it better just, to just be alone until yeah. the right point and just trust the process yeah. or, or do you put yourself through do you know what fellows like, I'll be honest with you like I until what I found is okay because it's like a, um, an itch yeah mm. when you got an itch you keep itching it and then mm. you go oh I like that itch I'll keep going on about it mm. keep itching yeah. and I found I went through the stage of like with infinity and that's why I've took a back seat mm. is that the more you talk about it the more you can relay replay images yeah. and scenarios situations yeah and not you know it's a really interesting one because not a lot of people think like I think mm -hmm. and that's hard for me to deal with yeah. some people just don't experience those emotions no. yeah, like me no. I'll have those highs then there's loads of crying and being depressed and then you know battling suicidal force like mm. I remember a few months ago like sitting with my mum going I just want to kill myself mm. and I had it in my head mm. every day I had those thoughts now I don't have it at no. all yeah. weird isn't it yeah, it's it gone very it's weird. gone yeah, I've had and, episodes and like for that. me that's normal so I, I think to myself why don't other people have those thoughts? Mm. Why don't other people... And there's people out there who will never, yeah, experience, never experience any that, yeah. emotional depth. Mm. And that's hard because for me as an individual, I really thrive on building connection, energy, like really getting close to people, mm. like... Creating you know, a vibe between... Creating a vibe. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I perform. Yeah. That's how I win over an audience. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people who don't get it. No. So it does make it difficult and like friendships as well like I've had friends who've <coughs> come and gone I've had friends who I've had to sadly knock on the head because they hold me back mm. yeah you know because they've got no positivity to bring yeah, to the yeah, table yeah. That's, and they only want to know me when I'm in a good, <coughs> good space mm. that's what we were speaking about earlier funny enough sort of cutting out sort of toxic and negative people from your life because the yeah. fact is that for for me and it's probably the same with you as well for my mental health I can't have don't get me wrong, people have negative times in their lives and like but I need I need that sort of vice versa. I need someone to be looking up for me while I'm looking up for them. Like mm. me and Johnny, like it's I know it's gotta be reciprocated. I know Johnny has his down days where he'll ring me and we'll talk about it, but I also know if I'm having a down day, I know Johnny will be there shot or hat. Not saying I want him or need him there, but knowing you Unconditional. Yeah, yeah, that unconditional love essentially. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. feel like and when you have people who are there for quite literally in your way really are there for your highs and not your lows mm. I've, it's, it's, are they really worth having yeah. if they're not going to take yeah. you as a whole you but you know that's the mm. thing as being a singer it's like you know all I ever get is like um, you know I work my nuts off with my Instagram and stuff and like recently I just deleted it because I put all this effort in and I think like I get like three, four hundred people watch my story every day yeah yeah and I'll get like ten people like a post and I'll be like singing, doing this, putting my audition up and everything. No one will comment, but they'll want to watch. Mm. And it's like, I guess it just it just amplifies just how it is in the, the generation you know, now. Yeah, it's you know, a society. Society. an outsider. Everybody likes to to pry on people's business, yeah, but yeah, they're not. Yeah. But they're not willing to stand up and like support yeah. that person. Yeah, no matter what. Definitely. So if I had a choice, I I'd never have it. I'd never have the condition. I'd never wish it upon anybody, and I'd never. Yeah, just wouldn't because it's just, it is a really, it's soul destroying because you always know, see that's the thing, when you're in a high, 
you know you're on a high and you're like this is great mm. but you know mm. it's going to end badly you know yeah. it's going to well, end badly it's like, yeah it's like, it's like a drug high you know yeah. you know it can only last for so long exactly and when it gets to like towards the end of the high you think right okay now I've got to prepare myself for the low exactly and, and it's just exactly. a roller coaster and it, of emotions it's just always then picking yourself up from that low and do you yeah. and this might because obviously I don't know what bipolar is like is it sort of because I know if I feel like I'm having a bad day sometimes I convince myself to feel worse so if do you know what I mean so like mm. well, if I'm feeling if I'm feeling low I'll be like oh well that's it now I'm going to feel low for the so do you sort of set yourself up I know you I know with bipolar you have those highs and lows mm. already but do you think you set yourself up to feel lower uh, not really. I mean, the lows come from mainly from me, from the being high. Yeah. Right? I mean, being a performer, like I'm on the stage, I'm loving it. I'm, you know, I'm really enjoying myself. And then all of a sudden, physically mm. and mentally, I'm going to crash. Mm. Yeah. And when that crash comes, that is not me deliberately wanting mm. to be. No, high. no, no. But when you get into that low, it's then a case of oh, I'm here now. Like, don't want to do much. Mm. Don't want to get out of bed. Don't want to socialize. Don't want to bath you know mm. like mm. Uh, you know it's only the other day I had well I've had one today but three days ago I didn't even have a bath mm. couldn't be bothered to get out of bed get out of bed yeah you know because I just thought well what's the point and that's how I feel and at the moment I feel like that I don't mm. feel great I don't feel really excited no. about anything no. yeah and yeah. do do just a quick question do those do those highs and lows differentiate between the lengths as in like sometimes like you said you lost four stone yeah. was that like a two three month high and then you had the low is yeah. in do you learn sometimes to rationalize or, or spread that high if that makes sense or does yeah. it just there's, happen there's no you... rationalization no. to no. any of it you once you're in it that's it it's yeah. like yeah let's do this and no. then <clears throat> it, there's no kind of term of time that it lasts for no. you know um, and I guess that's what that's the whole point of bipolar is in you don't know anything you, you, you exactly. can't rationalise it exactly. you can't, you can't understand well you can understand yeah. it but you can't you can't control it in any way no yeah. only thing you do is manage it and monitor it mm. I mean they bipolar UK they do a um, a mood chart which like says you know one to ten like how you're feeling mm. yeah. and uh, I use that for a bit which is really good but again like it's that same old thing the more you emphasize it's like, it it's like calorie counting the, the more, more you, you focus on it the more it, you're obsessed yeah, you're addicted like, to it am I feeling like this am I yeah. this am I that and then you question the mood oh, I've given myself a five am I really a five yeah. maybe I'm a three maybe I'm a exactly, seven exactly and then, you're, then you're, you're processing thoughts that you don't really need to process exactly yeah. exactly and sometimes it's just best to just leave that door you know don't open it don't go down that route don't mm. go and try and I mean I've been to so many uh, therapists psychotherapists um, addiction therapists mm. I've had you know, I've battled with food, I've battled mm. with sex because of it, because, mm -hmm. you know, again, like, having the highs is great, because, like, your sex drive goes through the roof, mm. man. I mean, it's crazy, like, you know, you're just like, whoa! Mm. But that's, again, there's risk involved, it's a detriment to your, your well-being, mm. your, your outlook, and then all of a sudden, you're just, like, back to square one, and it's like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get through this, and then you go through a denial stage, and it's mm. like, oh, no, I haven't got it, mm. don't want it, doesn't exist. Um, and I've had all sorts of like I said counsellors and stuff but the main thing that, and I think this is my key thing to anybody who has whether they have bipolar disorder or depression anxiety is the key key thing I think this is above er anything else is acceptance mm. once you accept and understand it that yeah. you understand that you're 
you know, slightly high or slightly low, or yeah. you're, you're worrying too much. That's when you can deal with it. If you start denying it, going, nah, it's, you know, it's bullshit. It don't, mm. don't work. It's mm-hmm. not happening. That's the denial which keeps people from opening up and mm. talking. And the talking is the big part, you know. Being open about it is a great thing. I mean, for me, like, I've done a lot of talks on uh, bipolar. Like, I've been on the news. I've done BBC radio. Been in London. Talked. I've done a talk to um, NHS graduate nurses. Mm. And I said the same thing them is is that is that... You know, acceptance is the key thing, but attitude as well. Mm. You know, your attitude towards it and other people. Because the sad thing is with a condition like bipolar is it affects everyone around you. Mm. Because some people can't deal with the highs, they can't deal with the lows, and that's where you really really know who's there for you. Mm. 100%. I think that's a really sort of interesting sort of... It's just, do you know what, Dom? It's just really fascinating just hearing it because I've, <clears throat> I've heard about it before, but never sort of from a personal mm. view. Lived experience. And the fact that, the fact that you are so open about it, mm. I think there is just such a beauty about it. The fact that you're so willing to talk about yeah. it and to sort of spread the awareness of it, because I think a lot of the time especially with bipolar out of sort of most of the mental health illnesses you get i still bipolar is one of the more taboo mental health illnesses and i'd say in the films and stuff it's quite like i think glamorizes is the the bad like not the right word but is it it's portrayed a lot worse yeah or, or not a lot or a lot worse i don't know how to put it but it's yeah. portrayed in a different way than maybe yeah. lived experiences it's uh, it's more heightened yeah, in films yeah, where yeah, it's more it's more very shocking yeah and very well sort it, of the thing is is that it is a severe condition yeah. and like you know i i live with it well mm. uh, but i mean i think back now and i think you know there's times when i remember like I couldn't sit still in the chair and like I was like thinking I have to keep moving around and mm. like you know I wouldn't sit still I just wouldn't sit I just keep getting up and up and up mm. um, I had to have people supervise me because I was just all over the place and you know just had all these grandiose ideas like if you look up the symptoms like they say about grandiose ideas of people who have you know they just have reality checks where they think they can do this and they think they can do that and I've done it you know I remember like going to men's health magazine going oh yeah 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 I want to be like uh, in in men's health and stuff and I went into BMW on like Burst Street and was like yeah yeah I want to buy this car and they were like really I was like yeah 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 so like, let's take it for a test drive I didn't even have a license you know but I was just like <coughs> OTT you know yeah that's the thing with it is that it's great in that you know you kind of, it heightens your your mm. arousal your mm. physical state your mindset but mm. It's that low. So for me, like, for anyone that says, oh, I wish, like, you know, I, I wouldn't wish to be anything else, then more fool them, really. Yeah. Mm. I think when when you talk about it and stuff, what sort of fascinates me the most, and it's probably what people think about us too, is the fact that even though, even though there's a lot of, pain that you're involved around with it you also the way you talk about it sometimes the humour you have behind it as well mm. where the fact that you sort of laugh about certain things you've done oh yeah 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 and you and still, I, keep the, still keep some sides of it positive yeah yeah, yeah 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 I mean like you know I used to think I had magical powers mm. I remember my social worker coming to visit me and I was sat in my garden 
and like I was wearing these like red. <laughs> you see, like them glasses, like people wear like special seeing like, like plastic yeah, red yeah, glasses. Yeah, yeah. I remember like having a pair of, and I was like, sat in the garden. I was like, eating some chicken and rice, and she was sat there, and I was like, all these birds like going in the tree in the trees, and I was eating away, and I was like. Yeah, Debbie, I'm, I'm talking to the birds right now. Will you shut up, please? And then just be quiet. And I'll just be like, see, they're talking to me. They're talking to me. And uh, I thought I could make my rabbit fly. So I tried to throw it, but <laughs> it didn't fly. It didn't fly. But, you know. Never flying pigs, but no, never flying rabbits. It didn't fly. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I've, like, racked up thousands of pounds on phone bills. Mm. You know, Babe Station. Babe Station, yeah. You've told me about this. Uh-huh. My mum and dad went away one year, like, to Mauritius, and, like, in a month I spent a grand on a phone bill. My dad came back and he beat the shit out of me. That phone had a lock on it after that, <laughs> trust yeah, me. I bet it did. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it, really. I mean, um, you know, I actively talk about it because, for me, it's normal. Yeah. Mm. You know, it means... And- I've, I've got all sorts of friends who come from all sorts of backgrounds with mm. all sorts of conditions. And for me, that's the thing is that's normal. Mm. You know, yeah. I find it really hard to relate to anyone who hasn't been through something. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people just lie about it. Like, yeah. you know, like we all know like Coke is an epidemic. There's mm. people out there snorting it left, right and center. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of people insecure and you can see why, you know? Mm. Yeah. Things like social media make it difficult for yeah. us to be, be who, who we, we want to be. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Totally, so, Natalie. And uh, just lastly, is, yeah. uh, just wondered if, if, is there any sort of thing that you'd say to somebody who maybe is thinking they're suffering from it or in the early stage of it or like things that you did when you first saw for it that maybe you'd, you'd like to know when you were in their place if that makes sense I know you said you talk to like Samaritans sometimes and that yeah, really yeah. helps like, things like that yeah definitely um, you know bipolar doesn't like I said like they're reluctant to diagnose it mm. so it's not like there's no yeah you go into the doctors they go yeah I think you've got it mm. Mm. there has to be a succession of um, episodes of a breakdown yeah. or mental Clinical state or trauma yeah. ways of thinking yeah. for yeah. them to go to that state Really, I think um, one of the I think the key thing is to to um, just talk openly about how you're feeling. Mm, yeah, you know how you really feel because people just bottle that up, mm. and you know a problem shared is a problem halved. Yeah. You know, mm. and it, it does. You know, there's so many people out there who who suffer, and you just think, oh, it's not just me. There's yeah. other people who feel that way. Yeah, I think sometimes, like if I didn't go into those hospitals maybe things could have been different in that my treatment wasn't good so there's people who didn't understand me yeah. you know I was like a young black kid who was successful surrounded by people who had no understanding yeah. mm-hmm. no background history no. on me so they couldn't relate to me yeah. yeah you know so that was the difficult part but apart from that I think it is interesting to uh, you know to do like this and I think the thing is what's important is that people need to read up the terminology, yeah. the definitions, the diagnoses, mm. because, yeah, we all are suffering something, you know, yeah. something we're all suffering from. Um, and the more we talk about it, the better. Mm. Yeah. Um, so. Cool. 
Which is, yeah, it's a good place to finish up, yeah. really, I think. Um, thank you ever so yeah, much. Thank you, Wicked. Just, uh, I put my num- number up there for any... <laughs> happy, uh, yeah, happy New Year again to everyone. And um, we'll have some information about episode five, six, seven, and 8 very soon. We've sort of drafted a few up yeah. already. Uh, just need to do the final touches. So um, once uh, this podcast goes live, we'll, um, we'll probably have some information for everyone by then. Um, once uh, again, like and subscribe to YouTube, yeah. um, Spotify, put, I, iTunes. Yeah, I'll put all the all the all the platform links in the description, um, and then yeah, you can check them all out on Facebook as well. Chit Chat Mental Health, uh, and yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll hear from you soon, basically. I've been Jake Grimmer, and I've been Johnny Carr, and we are over and out.